0: Welcome to the Inclusive Growth Show with Toby Milden. Future-proofing your business by creating a diverse workplace.
1: Hey there, thank you ever so much for tuning into this episode of the Inclusive Growth Podcast. I'm Toby Mildon and today I'm joined by two great guests, Kian and Marlon. And they founded and work for a company called People, which is a creative company and powered by a global community of over one hundred and fifty young creators and change makers and today we 'll be talking about diversity and inclusion with them and and what they do with with young people and how they work with brands to connect with with younger people so um, it 's great to see to have you both on the show today welcome along let 's start with Kian. Kian, could you just introduce yourself and let us know a bit about why you founded The People Agency?
2: Yeah, sure. Firstly, thank you, Toby. Delighted to be on the Inclusive Growth Podcast. My name is Kian Bakhtiari, and I am the founder of The People. And as you've mentioned, we're a creative consultancy powered by a community of young creators and change makers from diverse backgrounds. And our mission is to unleash the creative potential of young people because they all have talent, but not everyone gets the same opportunity to be able to showcase their talent or develop their potential. And the reason I decided to start the people was because I used to previously work in the world of marketing and media and One thing I noticed working in insights research and strategy roles was that there was a lot of time, effort and money being spent by a lot of really smart people to create these ads and campaigns. But on the other side, when I was with my friends, just chilling on the weekend, they couldn't care less. And there was this big disconnect about between how much it mattered in the kind of in those rooms and how much in ordinary people's lives they had other stuff to think about. And I was at the time, Toby, I was quite young and naive enough to just ask the question, like what if you involved people, and especially in this case, young people in the creative process from the very start. So rather than create the six month campaign and push this ad, what if you involved them from the very beginning. So the work we do in a way has reverse engineered the creative process. And that's why we're called the people. So it's like always start with the people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I like what you're saying. It's, um, it's similar to what I say in my book actually, where I talk about we taking a, a human centered design approach to diversity and inclusion and uh, and involving people in that process. So I think uh, I'm glad that we're on the on the same page. So um, Marlon, how about you? What, what's your What's your role in in the People Agency, and what, what's your background?
0: Yeah, so uh, my role is the business development executive at the People, and this mainly entails me setting up meetings, having calls with senior members of a company, just to have interesting conversations around DNI and a lot of the issues that we're currently facing at the moment it greatly impacts members of my community the most so the ethnic minority and obviously we've got the cost of living crisis going on so we feel we really need to be representing the voices of young people because they're bearing the largest brunt of a lot of the um, a lot of these issues currently going on at the moment and my background so where i kind of started off was straight after university I had a degree in finance and economics, but at the time I was working for a small brokerage firm in central London. But then once I left university, I wanted to get involved into property, so real estate, where recently I actually started my own investment company. But yeah, previously I also worked in sales. So I worked for a consultancy company called Global University Systems. And um, yeah, that was it was a good experience, but I felt like I wanted to make a bigger impact. So getting involved with the work with the people allowed me that opportunity and allowed me to also make sure that we are having those conversations around diversity and inclusion and just being open and honest with each other. So um, that's why I'm really grateful, actually, that Kian gave me this opportunity to be involved um, with such an amazing company. So yeah, that's my role and um that's pretty much my background.
1: That's that's really cool. So um Kian, what what kind of projects are you working on at the at the moment?
2: Yeah, so we we do a range of uh different projects. And uh just before I go into it, I think I'm the lucky one to be able to work with talented people like Marlon, I think Toby, you'll probably know this. I know we met Lewis very briefly, but the job is so much more meaningful when you work with great people that share the same mission. So I just wanted to note that. And in terms of projects, we work on a variety of projects. I would say the three main areas we focus on is insights, understanding how the community thinks and feels. So it's some of the stuff that Marlon talked about of representing the voices but also sharing the lived experiences of different communities we also work on co-creation so that's working with the community to develop ideas programs and then the third one is amplification so being able to really if we're working on something really meaningful how can you work with creators to kind of expand and amplify it in terms of specific projects. We've just launched our latest report, which is around young Muslims. So it's the next gen Muslim report, which covers the experiences of young Muslims in the UK. And this one Toby was really important for us because internally, when we were having conversations as a team, it felt like a community that wasn't, really covered when it comes to the diversity and inclusion conversation, but also thinking of brands and media, it feels like no one is really having that conversation yeah. yeah, with Muslims. So what we did is we started having conversations with our community, asking them about their experiences and what they would like to see as well as their challenges. Yeah.
1: And I'm glad you mentioned the report because uh, I know it's one of your your latest, uh, you know, thought thought pieces that you you share with us. But, I mean, what what were some of the key findings that you you found as as you wrote that report?
2: Yeah, I think it's just been really fascinating. Like in terms of headlines, ninety seven percent of young Muslims don't feel accurately represented by mainstream media and popular culture and if we think about that i know one of the things you do really well toby is you also make the business case of the lost opportunity if we think about the lost opportunity in that of there's this whole community of people and we've just had the england and wales census come out and there's been a 44% increase in the muslim community so 1.2 million more muslims in england and wales so and No one's really investing or speaking to the community. On the flip side, you've got 84% of young Muslims who identify as British. So we have these, I would say, stereotypes and thoughts of what it is to be a Muslim. And then you have the realities of a young Muslim growing up today who doesn't feel represented and no one's really engaging with them outside of the community.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And in in the work that you do, how how do you help organisations or your clients connect with with that audience?
2: Yeah. So the first step is just to understand where they are in the journey. So have they done work around this before? If not, what are they hoping to achieve And then I think the first thing we do, again, it's in the name of the people. We try to share some of those voices, some of those experiences. And there's an education piece to be done of just understanding what are the challenges facing the community and then working together to see how businesses can be part of the solution. Yeah. And
1: what kind of results are you seeing with the organizations that you are working with?
2: Yeah, I think a really great example of a really forward thinking, progressive organization is Pentland Brands. So we've been working over the last year with Pentland Brands on the Pentland Collective, which is a mentoring program which gets young people from underserved communities access to mentors from really kind of senior backgrounds working everything from like shipping to marketing to finance and really giving them access that they won't have otherwise. And what's amazing is following up with a lot of those mentees, they've found new confidence. Some of them have found jobs. So what we wanna do as Marlon talked about is make a real impact. And I think businesses are actually uniquely placed to be working with communities.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, Marlon, what kinds of organisations are are approaching you and why why do they approach you and look for your help?
0: Well, the main thing for us is we want to work with ambitious brands. So again, Kian rightly said, to ones that are progressive, thinking forward, want to make an impact. And um, recently, the conversations that I've been having or been trying to sort of have, Will be within the finance and the banking sector because earlier i mentioned the cost of living crisis but it's good to talk about financial inclusion in that sense because we don't always have the access to the same level of resources but we still want to progress in whichever way shape or form that may be but we want to make sure that brands are catering to all audiences across the board and in particular the younger generation, because again, access to finance can be limited. We don't all, not everybody comes from, you know, a silver spoon. So how, how can we like drive this sort of like financial inclusion and push this agenda um, forward? So I have been trying to connect as much with people, senior uh, members within banking the banking industry and the um, financial services industry but really and truly it should be any forward-thinking ambitious brand that wants to have young people at the core of what they do so making sure that those young voices are represented and it does matter
1: absolutely i did a recent episode with somebody called sophie holmes who is the founder and chief executive of an organization called progress together looking at social mobility and class within the uh, financial services sector. So if the person listening to us right now is interested in in that kind of thing, they should uh, go back a, a few episodes to, to find the interview with Sophie.
3: If your company has a great diversity and inclusion strategy, if your organization has an amazing work culture where productivity is peaking, If the best talents in your industry are working for you, if all your employees are happy and feel included, then feel free to skip this message for about 30 seconds and continue listening to the podcast interview with Toby. But if you feel that your company is lacking in any one of these areas, your employer reputation is taking a hit. Toby Milden is one of the UK's leading diversity and inclusion experts who has helped top companies like Deloitte, the BBC, Sony Pictures and Centrica, as well as numerous scale-up businesses who want an outstanding inclusive culture. To go further in your diversity and inclusion journey, log on to Toby's webinar at wwwmildencouk forward slash free webinar to accelerate your company's diversity and inclusion strategy in 40 minutes thanks for listening, and now back to the podcast interview with toby So um
1: you mentioned the kind of the work that you would love to be doing with the financial services What are some other forward thinking progressive brands would you would you love to work with? you know and i suppose which brands do your community most resonate with?
2: I'm happy to kickstart that one, and Marlon, please join in. And I think just the reality of things, we we try to be as honest as possible uh, on these topics, uh, Toby. And I think Marlon's doing an amazing job when it comes to sharing our mission and going to companies. But the reality is, we're a small agency, and most of the time, we're the ones going out there and being like, "Hey, this needs to be done," and. Looking to the future, we would love to get to a position where companies come to us and like we have this challenge or we want to do this That's where we want to get to in the conversation when it comes to including young voices, as Marlon has said, but also when it comes to building a more inclusive world yeah, absolutely,
1: and I think we based on our previous conversations, you um not only help organizations connect with young people outside the organization but you you also have a focus on young people working within the business as well don't you?
2: Yeah that's absolutely correct I think it's twofold and you would know this uh, better than most but culture often starts from within and if that mindset and if those kind of ambitions aren't there as outsiders we can do as much as possible and we can consult but ultimately it's the organization that has to make those decisions come to life. Yeah. The people
1: that listen to this podcast are normally heads of HR, learning and development professionals, company directors who, who are interested in their their inclusive company culture. What would you say to these people if, you know, I suppose why, why it's important to make sure that you connect with younger people in a, in a genuine, authentic way?
2: I would say, and I'm really interested to hear uh, Marlon's take on this, I would say, and a really good example is some of the work we've been doing with Dentsu, which is one of the world's biggest media and marketing agency. And we're working with them on their amazing program called The Code, which serves to get young people from diverse backgrounds into the creative industries and into the world of media. And to do that, we've been using TikTok. And I think the first point is, more than ever, every company needs to attract the best talent. And the best talent, however you define that, needs to be inclusive and diverse. You can't just have people, the old school kind of criteria of you've gone to uni, you've got this much experience. I think the world has changed and the way we measure someone's talent shouldn't be by kind of the standards of the old world. So that's really important. And I think the other perspective is Gen Z is now the biggest cohort globally. So if, if we don't understand the needs of a new generation, one, you won't be able to attract the talent. And two, even if they come in, there's going to be differences in outlooks and perspectives when it comes to engagement.
1: Yeah, definitely. I know a lot of the work that I do with my clients, um, you know, Jen said people entering the workplace are, that they hold diversity and inclusion, sustainability, the environment in, in very high standards. So if a company can't demonstrate that it's, it's, taking genuine steps to be a diverse and inclusive organization they will go and find a company that is (laughs) and those companies that don't hold those values will have a very difficult job of, of attracting and recruiting people in in generation z so it's a real differentiator in terms of your employer brand in being able to to get that talent
0: yeah
1: i mean marlon what would you say to that i mean how i suppose know what would you say to business leaders in terms of why it's important to to have a genuine connection with um with younger people
0: yeah so um just to add on to what kian said about company culture so even when you look at us as the people our culture is diverse we're young and companies if they want to connect with these younger audiences their company culture has to reflect this so internally what are they doing to champion DNI? How diverse is their workforce? Because personally, if I want to work for a large organization and I don't see as many people as myself, I wouldn't necessarily feel as comfortable as I would if I saw more people that looked like me. That's, I would say that, that would just be in general. So if companies aren't doing what they need to do internally to boost representation, they're going to fall flat when it comes to attracting the best talent, whether that's Gen Z or people from ethnic minority backgrounds. If they're not making any efforts to stride towards improving their representation, young people would obviously notice this. And as far as they're concerned, if, if the effort is not being made, there's no reason why they would want to maybe associate themselves to, with this company. Because again, that's what they deeply care about. And it's part of their values. And if a company doesn't share those values and that culture, they're simply not going to align themselves with that company or brand. So whether that's as a consumer or as an employee or in any sort of transaction, it's just, yeah, it's just not going to work.
1: Yeah, and, and businesses really need to have an inside out mentality when it comes to diversity because if you have a diverse workforce that reflects society and the community you'll be able to better understand and empathize with your customer needs and then likewise your customers will be able to identify themselves in you and want to come and shop with you work with you use your services you know whatever your business is um so it's 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 really important marlon what does what does inclusive growth mean for you
0: I would say inclusive growth for me means making sure everybody's voices is represented when it comes to mainstream media and um, campaigns. Nobody should be feeling left out or feel like they're they're excluded in any sort of way. And that could just be from what they see in front of them on on their TV, in a newspaper, in any sort of mainstream media or campaign. We should be able to we should be able to connect with something, whether that is a that is a brand, a message, whatever it is. So for me, that's what inclusive growth would be. So making sure everyone's voices is represented and we can see things where we can connect to. And you have to be able to look through different lenses and and as you said rightly said, Toby, understand other people's perspectives when you do actually foster. Um, diversity and inclusion in in what you do as a company.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Kian, how about you? What, What does inclusive growth mean for you?
2: Toby, that was so beautifully articulated by Marlon. I don't think I have much to kind of add to. I just completely agree with his point about, I think the point Marlon makes of not just the outcome, but making sure everyone can contribute. Into the economy and into the world that we live in is the most important, so it's like removing all the barriers. This is one thing that's really important for us. It's not about giving anyone like anything extra. It's removing the barriers that prevent certain groups or people from having access or participating in the first place. Absolutely. And then I think thinking about the ingredients of inclusive growth, I would definitely say collaboration more than ever. I think the fact that we're doing this podcast, I think we're all on the same mission and we're delivering it differently, but there is a need for collaboration within people that are in the same industry, big companies, small companies, NGOs, uh, young people, old people, everyone needs to collaborate. That's the first thing I think embracing difference sometimes inclusivity is really important but we also have to make sure that doesn't kind of lose out the flavor and the differences that come with uh different perspectives and then i think just a more general point we need to rethink what growth means like how how do we define growth absolutely yeah
1: what what would you say to that What what does growth mean for you
2: I've been thinking a lot about this over the last year, Toby. And for me, I think it's going beyond the one dimension of you measure growth through finance or GDP. I think it's a constituent of growth, but there's also other dimensions like the environment, society, uh, well-being that are not so much included in traditional growth definitions.
1: That's why I wrote the book.
2: <laughs> <In case laughs> the book.
1: One of my clients has got a business strategy, which they call the good growth strategy. And if you imagine the, like an onion, they've got different layers to it. Um, but like you were saying, that, that those layers represent not only the the financial performance of the business, but the, the impact on society and, and the communities that they work with, that kind of thing. So I think it, it's a nice kind of mindset to have when you develop that kind of business strategy.
2: Mm.
1: So the person listening to us right now might represent a brand where maybe they're thinking about how they attract and recruit younger people into their organization and how they create a great working environment for for young people. They might be representing a brand that's trying to connect with younger disabled, uh, so younger con, um, consumers. How does the person listening to us right now learn more about the work that you do and, and get in touch with you to chat about this?
2: I would say the best way is to check out our website. So www.thepeople.work.
1: Brilliant. Excellent. Yeah, you've got loads of great information on your website. So I'd highly recommend just popping along and having a look. So Mar- Marlon and Kian, thank you ever so much for, for joining me today. It's been really interesting to, to chat with you and you know, keep up the good work of uh, representing the, the, the voices of
2: younger people. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Toby. Cool. Um,
1: and thank you for tuning into this episode of the Inclusive Growth Show. Um, hopefully you enjoyed my conversation with Marlon and Kian today. If you are a brand that's interested in attracting and recruiting and retaining young talent, or maybe you want to, uh, you're a consumer brand and you're trying to reach younger consumers, then you know, please do reach out to, to Marlon and Kian through their website and they will be more than happy to have a chat with you to discuss what options are available. Um, until then, I will see you on another episode of this Inclusive Growth Show which will be coming up very soon. Cheers and take care.
0: Thank you for listening to the Inclusive Growth Show. For further information and resources from Toby and his team, head on over to our website at milden.co.uk